Before we begin this episode, which we're calling the Bill Walton Experience, I'm sorry, the Bill Walton Experience, I just wanted to give you a, a little bit of an idea of what to expect. This isn't a typical episode for us, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. We try to be pretty eclectic with the content. But this episode is just different, and that's the only way to put it, different. You can put it in quotes, whatever you need to do. It's different. I thought about editing it into a more normal episode, but I think that would have been an injustice. And honestly, this is one of the best things I've ever been a part of. I can't explain to you what it is, but it is one of the best things I've ever been a part of. Furthermore, you may want to watch it to just see what's going on on YouTube. You can find it at caliendocast.com. Click on the episodes and find the Bill Walton Experience, episode number 55. Now, I'm not sure if he was mocking us, if he was having a Grateful Dead flashback, or if he was just traveling interdimensionally while we were doing the podcast. We tried to ask Bill questions. We really did. We tried to lead him in directions, and none of it worked. He just did his own thing the entire time. And when you can let that go and accept it, it's exquisite. Everything you hear and see from John Scott and me is 100% authentic. We couldn't believe what was going on. None of it was planned. We were completely confused and loving every second of it. It's insanity. It's chaos. It's the Bill Walton experience. Now, you know who Bill Walton is, right? Me? Yeah, you've heard of him? The author, right? Yes. <laughs> He's the toy guy. The toy, the toy author. He writes books about making toys. How great is that? Enjoying the world around us. In a world of Legos, you can build your own. <laughs> you can build your own world. I build it in my mind. The, one of the things that's really funny to me that Bill will do is he will, I don't know if it, it's not turning a phrase, but he'll flip a phrase on itself when he emails me or texts me. He's like, in your mind, it's one way, but in life. It's as I see it. Like, it's always. <laughs> Which is the way of saying perception is reality, but it's Bill Walton's way of saying something we're very familiar with. So it sounds new. It's, it's incredible. It's amazing. This is maybe the most I've been excited for a podcast. And since we, don't have, so since we don't have Scott yet, I'm, <laughs> he should be a nice guy. happy. Uh, no, You're not bad. held back from the constraints of hosting a show. You can play. The guest is the host. Here he is, ready for action. Is that what they say on Family Feud? Ready for action. And oh, the Walton oh. family, ready for action. Bill Walton as host of the Family Feud. <laughs> and they never get to answer? No, ever. Top 100 100 people surveyed top five answers on the board. Name a household appliance, <laughs> which is a fascinating idea because what is an appliance? What are the constraints of appliances? It could be anything. Is a pen an appliance? It is when used. It's applying pen to paper. Appliance. But Where what I if what if everybody who was surveyed was in the Walton family? So it's Bill Walton family feud, 100 people surveyed, top 150,000 answers on the board. Survey says we're out of time. We surveyed Luke 100 times. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot each of his answers. And we gave him a hit of sativa between each question so he couldn't remember his last answer. <laughs> 
oh, we may have to use some of this stuff. This will be yeah. some uh, Toledo pre-roll as yeah. Scott's getting prepped to get in. He was pushing people out of the room, family members, aftershave, putting on aftershave. <laughs> oh, is that yes. from? Is that because that's what Walton was doing last time I talked to him on uh, Stu Gotts's podcast? Every time he'd get ready, you'd say something and he would mime it. So I would say <laughs> something about uh, got to wash your hands. He'd be like, oh, here we go, doing full mime work like comedy sports, prepping for a scene at Second City. Here we go. I was lathering in patchouli oil, getting ready for the oh, yeah. event. I consider this is an event, right? This is an event. I feel like no. you're, I, I think you're 100% right on this. This is uh, more than a podcast. Yeah. This is a, now, a lifestyle. I've hosted a lot of shows over my time. And in 20 years, whenever you're excited about a guest, oh, yeah. you set the bar high and then we fuck up and it sucks. Oh, this so is going to say, suck. look, all this is, is hopefully we don't blow it with Bill Walton. It's pretty cool he's coming on. You Let's know what not- I'm looking forward to, John? An intergalactic bomb. <laughs> I never want him to finally go, this might be the single worst podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> like, he's truly angry at the end. I'm, I'm, it's an affront to communication. <laughs> and I was, I was a stutterer. He, he does bring that. I don't know how many people know that, but the fact that he has a, had a speech impediment and basically talked his way. Yeah, he talks about quite a bit. Like, because that's what, and he didn't talk to people. Like, it was his defense mechanism, mechanism to the stutter was to stop talking. So he didn't speak for a long period yeah. of time. So, which is I crazy. Think this, there was a out. similarity. I think Stephen A. Smith told me one time about, he had a difficult. He had difficulty speaking. I don't know if he. I don't think he was a stutter. I'm an utter stutterer. Exactly what I am. The utter <laughs> blasphemy of utter stuttering is the way to procrastinate your way through evolutionary topographality. Well, let's just say this about that. I'm glad Bill Walton fixed his stutter. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Uh, the jury's out for me. <laughs> I think this is the toughest interview, the job for an interviewer you could possibly have. People would probably think this is the easiest because he'll just go on and on. But, you know, to have any control, uh, if you love only to hear Bill Walton, then it's the greatest (laughs) interview. Yeah. But, yeah, so it'll be a real – this is quite a challenge, Frank. Uh, You know, I I just did something with – on Stu show – and I think you're just, you're probably right. I, I'm now all I can think of is the intergalactic bomb that Holmberg set up. <laughs> I did not. You said it. I no. just said, don't set the bar too high. Every time, a, like Dennis Miller was such a great thing because we're like, God, I hope he's great. I hope right. he's as great as he is. But we didn't say, this will be unbelievable. We didn't Walton. Dennis, this will be epic, unbelievable. The most amazing thing of all time. And then Bill comes on and goes, guys, I got to tell you, COVID's got me down. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe what fucked. else happened. I tripped over a, a, a border collie on my way to the interview, tumbling, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, not unlike what the great Chris Berman would have said as someone was charging down the gridiron and ready for action, not unlike a double, not unlike in the sentence, how could it be? How could it not be? How shall it be? remember itself 
<laughs> he does this thing sometimes where he doesn't. That's a, it, it just happened to me there where he doesn't know what he was saying. So he stops and then he creates something new and somehow it gets glued together and works. We'll call it a Walton conversational fork in the road. Because he gets to that yeah. now I have to make word decisions. <laughs> so I'll just slow down until I choose the proper path. I, I feel like see that conversational <laughs> yield sign, <laughs> and I go over to Scott as he gets saddened by the fact that I overtalked him right there. As sad as I am. Full deflation. You went full deflation, Scott. This is what you did. I, <sighs> no, I no, no, I felt badly that I cut <laughs> off this. You know, genius. genius. That was what it really was. <laughs> oh, is that, is that what you're telling yourself? It was. Yeah. Sometimes I'm angry when I get cut off, but sometimes I'm like, ah, like Chris Farley or something. Like when he would play that character where I feel bad that I'm, I'm cutting off some comedy genius. Oh yeah. That's so, that's so believable. It's. Yeah. Bought every word of that. I've been in the basement drinking coffees for the last two and a half hours. I am your motivational speaker. I'm thrice divorced and I live in a van <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> Bill Walton motivational speaker could be fun. Yes. Oh, amazing. And he it is totally work. He probably does that. Actually. I bet you he gets hired for that now and again. I think he, well, I don't know. I don't know if people, we need a 45 minute speech done. Yeah. I can do that in five hours. <laughs> I can spread a 45 minute speech into two and a half days with simplicity. 45 minutes is just three long paragraphs for me. This is easy. What we're doing I is. We're, I hope he just comes on and is uh, normal. No, like I want normal. What I know that? I want normal. I don't want. I oh, want no. Yeah, okay, I see what you're doing. I see what yeah. you're doing. I see what I want, you're doing. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. Now you're jinxing that shit. I gotta do another. <laughs> I can't. I can't do anything right with you, Johnny. <laughs> stop, stop wrecking. Just go. Yeah, it would be great. I hope. Be great. I hope yeah. That he comes on normal. But I do like him hosting game shows because Jeopardy would be too. I'll take potpourri for four hundred, Bill. Oh, always an interesting topic. The potpourri, where it could be anything. A myriad of topics exist in the pull-up. <laughs> We're out of time. Final Jeopardy is next. They're all tied at zero. I'm sure this has been brought up before, but potpourri has to be the stupidest Jeopardy category of all time, right? Uh, there's a few dumb ones, but potpourri is just the laziest of them. Yeah. Because they don't even like, eh, I can't really categorize this. Everything's got a clever category. Everything. And then they're like, fuck it, potpourri. <laughs> like they couldn't think of stuff for a category that it... But why right. would you have a generic category like that? What's the... I, well, because they have five questions that have no real theme. But... But then it's understand. not Jeopardy, right? But then it, yeah, then it's not a category. It's just we got lazy. We came up with five good ones and then like six questions that we didn't fucking tie together. I mean, there's some... Sometimes the category is more impressive than the question. Like sometimes I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> that's amazing. They found six for that. I love that show. I'm I'm addicted to it. Are Did you, you really? They're already, oh, I love Jeopardy. I'm good at it. They have a um, they're they're already talking about George Stephanopoulos, uh, being the next host. I'm like, can Alex die first before we start doing this? Do we have to like right in front of him say, "Here's your new guy. Hurry up." I don't mean to cut you off, but here he comes. Here. All right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> it's always yes. always ready for action. <laughs> it's always the weird thing is that's not the background. No, yeah, no audio yet. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> Everything you want from Bill Walton happens when Bill Walton shows up. Save it for the air, please. <laughs> okay, how long do you want this? You shave or oh, save it for the air, man. So, how long do you want this to be? Yeah, uh, we got. Uh, you got an hour. You got an hour. An hour. Let's plan for five minutes. If I start repeating myself, just say, Bill. Do it again. <laughs> anyway, save it for the air. Are you guys ready? We're going. We're going. We're, going. We're making oh. it happen. Hold on a second. I got to. I gotta... Are you guys ready? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me switch my view. Did, did, he vaseline, did you Vaseline your teeth? That's a good idea. I've never thought of that. Save it for the air. Ah! <laughs> This primal scream therapy? I mean, what's going on here? I love this. Roll the tape. Here we go. We've been rolling. How many times do I have to tell you we are rolling? We're going. It's happening. The show, you are the show. This is one of the funniest things. When I went to do the uh, the game with Bill Walton at Arizona State. Not that story again, please. No, no, no. no, no. That, just the beginning. The category... Not the category. You shaved. I can't believe this. No, when Please. Did, they didn't call it a game. They called it a show. The, right, the, it's a show. And the countdown has begun. The pressure is on. Now, please bear in mind that I'm not very smart. I don't know anything. I don't think quickly at all. And I have no memory. Plus, I'm a stutterer. Other than that, everything is fine. I just got off the peace train, and I'm trying to find my way home. I've been home so much. I've been washing my hands all the time. I've taken to washing my hands before I wash my hands and after my washing my hands. And so it's just expanded into this incredible spectrum of washing my hands. But you know, I got to the closet the other day, and I in my life, I am rarely home, but I am home now, safe at home. And so I opened the closet door. <laughs> Bam! This big, giant pterodactyl just came flapping his wings, and he came out. And while I was, had been learning to fly all week long, I grabbed on to the back, the back of his spine, the back of his shoulders and his wings, and we took off, and we soared. We caught an updraft that was coming up off the mesa and soared over Balboa Park, and it was so beautiful. And we went by the California Tower and the Spreckles Theater and old Muni Gym, where I learned how to play basketball. And I kind of, I, I kind of leaned to my right, and we went down all the way down to the bay. We swooped down. He picked up in his big mouth, bam, pelican style, a huge bait ball of mackerel and sardines and tortellini. <laughs> whatever else he tried in there. And then he took off the other side. We went out to Point Loma. We paid a visit to Juan Vasquez Cabrillo and the Spanish galleons that were just coming in. They were coming up the west coast of the Western Hemisphere, and they saw Otai Mountain. They saw Mount San Miguel, and they said, this is the place. They pulled in at Spanish Landing. They were from Spain. 
So that made sense to me there. And then they built a lighthouse. And from there, everything has just <laughs> exploded. And then I, I sort of realized that the pterodactyl was getting tired. And he, you know, he had his lunch. He wanted to take a nap. But I kept kneeing him right in the kidney there in the back. And so I steered him up and we went ocean Sunset Cliffs, Mission Beach, Pacific Beach, La Jolla, Del Mar, Torrey Pines. It was absolutely spectacular, fantastic. <laughs> Empty the thesaurus, please. Thesaurus. I told you I was a stutterer. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> now we head inland and we head up Carmel Valley and we go to the inland mountains and we just kept going and going and going. And we finally got to the top of Mount Laguna. And when we got to the top of Mount Laguna, we could see everything. And beyond. I look back. Wow, we came that far. I look forward. We still have more to go. Let's get going. And so I went back and I checked the schedule of the next departure of the peace train. And I figured that if I got on the phone with somebody named Walt Bilton, I would be able to find my way home and be able to continue a conversation with myself that I've been having for all these years now. <laughs> I love the pterodactyl, and all I thought was, life finds a way. Here we go. This is it. Unbelievable. But, Bill, you might have triple washed your hands, but today we have triple Walton because upstairs, over to the side, is none other than Bill, Bill, Wall, Wall, Tun, Tun. Here he goes. Bring it to him. Triple Bill. There is a stutterer perfect. Right there. Bill, Bill, Wall, Wall, Tun, Tun. I got that. I can, I can get through that. Yeah. This is exactly what we've been talking about the entire time as I regale you in speech over my Walton Disney over California flight continues up to the north as we land safely and meet Walt Bilton. And when we got... <laughs> When we got home at the end of the trip, one of the things that I, I, I love tripping. So uh, <laughs> one of the things that I do when I get home from tripping is I always try to get in the water and cool off. Cool off in the cold pool and then get in the jacuzzi. And the other night I was sitting there and you know, I'm a plant collector as well. And so oh, yeah. plants everywhere, all kinds of plants. All kinds. Yeah, we've been here for 14. We've been here for 41 years. And so Isn't that called gardening? Uh, yes, but it's a uh, plant, plant collecting. I've never heard it called that one. You can, wall, wall, bill, bill, ton, ton, you can call it whatever. That's <laughs> like a Native I, American I, name for you. <laughs> so, if I get the order mixed up, you just correct me here. And, uh, oh, please. I'm literally crying already. Hey, Bill, is a pterodactyl. An essential worker, because I'm trying to figure that out right now. This, is the tide going, an essential function of life? Yes, it is, because the tide pool, it cleans everything. As the water comes in, it dumps a new fresh load, and then it recedes, and then it leaves this calm, still water where the beginning of life starts. Then they have to try everything they can to solidify and make their presence permanent before the next big wave comes in. But anyway, I was talking about being in the water. Yes. So, How can we get you off on a tangent like that? Sorry. I'm in the water and I, I, I've already cooled off and I'm, and I'm now into the jacuzzi and we've got a beautiful waterfall in the jacuzzi and it's 
very, very nice. And I look, and it's in the evening. So I've got the evening lights on. And these are all colored lights. Now, it's not like Chris of the Grateful Dead with his partner Jim and their ability to turn the light show off or maybe fill them in productions. It's not quite at that level. But we've got a nice lighting set up here at the house. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm pondering the future, the past, the present. I'm pondering life. And I'm thinking about my friend Walt Bilton. Through all walks of life, understanding space-time in the continuum. And, 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 I, and I washed my hands. And then I, <laughs> I was looking out, and I was behind the waterfall. And the light is on the other side. And so it's the, it goes in my face, the waterfall, and then the plants, and then the light. And in the whole continuum of images... There was Jerry. And Jerry was right there looking at me. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, it's happening. Life has come full circle. And I was like so excited. I was all by myself. And I just kept sitting there. I just kept looking. I just kept listening. I just kept feeling. And I just kept opening up myself so that this would all stay in my life forevermore. And then my wife, who like, I mean, I just cannot believe how patient, how kind, how generous she is. Because when I come home from these trips, she always looks at me and she says, you know, because the first words out of my mouth are always, I've got an idea. And she says, oh, great. And then she said, just remember, I was not part of that one-way conversation that you just had. Here today, so I have a three-way conversation and figure things out. And so I said, "You've got to see this." When she came into the jacuzzi, oh my God! Just the curves, the skin, the texture—it was just perfection. I said, "You've got to come here. You've got to come here." She said, "I got to keep socially distanced from you. I've only washed my hands twenty-seven times today, please." And so I said, "You're already in the water. It'll be okay." And then she came that waterfall with me, and I said. Look, look through the water, look through the plants, look at the light. And we had a moment, a moment of silence, a moment of silence. Really? <laughs> Impossible. No way. Turned at me and she turned to me and she said, Oh my gosh, it's Jerry. And we just had to this night and the trip continued seemingly forever. I woke up the next morning and the gardener had trimmed all the plants. Oh my god. <laughs> Never saw it again. What am I going to do with my life? Uh, it reminded me of the time that <laughs> you can't do an analogy. You can't, on, you can't do a story on a story. You can't do a story on a story. That's illegal. There's no. You go test me, test me. Why don't you arrest me? Throw me in the jailhouse till the sun goes down. I'm guilty. Please. I'm Mr. Guilty. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Okay. Is there a chance? Problem. You call me up. You say. You say. Tell me something, and I start talking, and then you cut me off immediately. What can I do? Hold on! I just had an aneurysm. <laughs> you cut me off immediately is the greatest line in the history of Western yeah. civilization. Back when you're healed, please, Bill, Bill, Clinton, and I can carry on here. Yes, please, carry Bill, on. Was there, was there a chance that the vision of Jerry was actually just the gardener? No, 
Okay, just checking. And the gardener is here in the daytime. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Difference. You you can tell the difference between day and night. There's still day and night. In the daytime, the sun comes up, and right golden shafts of light just peek over the horizon when they come through. And there's little drops, little drops of dew that are hanging on the edge of the ferns and the philodendrons and the cycads and the orchids and the staghorns and the endless array of plants that we have. Now, I used to go around and try to mm, lick those drops and just see what that <laughs> to me. Then I did it on a cactus one time, and my tongue got stuck. It got stuck on this cactus, and Laurie and Pedro, Sir Pedro, who's been knighted by the queen, uh, Sir Pedro, they had to come peel me off of this cactus because I had tried to taste the drop. But one day, the one day, we have dogs, and we love our dogs, and Laurie is the queen of all things dogs. And one day I hope to become Lori's dog. But <laughs> where now, I, I told you at the beginning that I have no memory. So what happens is <laughs> I I you you heard when you the story over. I, I, oh, you've heard this story, you don't want to hear it again? No, okay. What? So we'll we, no, we got that one. We got it. I, I want to know what it was like for you. The story, I promise you. I've never told this before. Okay, that, yeah, then you got to get it out. Please, please okay. stop interrupting. Yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry for, try, sorry for trying to do a show, guys. I'm carrying this heavy burden, please. And Bring it on, big man. The ball is in play, and I'm not sitting around waiting. So, get a rebound. Dog. And it was a rescue dog that Lori brought home from the Humane Society one day. And you know, the dog was wonderful and completely changed our lives. and did all great things that dogs do. And so, but one day we couldn't find the dog. And so we were really, really worried. And I'm walking all around trying to find the dog. Then the whole place is, you know, it's a fortress here. Thank goodness. And so all of you, because the, the fortress is to keep me in. And, <laughs> and so can't find Annie, the dog. And our oldest son, Adam, at the time had been gone for a couple of years, seemed like. I don't know, it was quite a while. He had been down in uh, Central and South America playing professional basketball. And we had, you know, this was well before cell phones, well before uh, the internet or anything like that. So we had, you know. You tend to go back in time. We were doing pterodactyls earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. We completely lost track of Adam. And we were like, wondering, like, are we ever going to see our oldest son again? And, and that was impossible. gone. And so I'm walking around, walking around, I'm looking in all the corners. <laughs> And I finally, I go to the back gate, back by the woodpile and back by Pedro's office. And I get to the back gate, and Annie is just sitting there at the back gate, looking out through the gate down this long street that leads into Balboa Park. And it's a very long street. So Annie, I said, come on, Annie, let's go. What are you doing here? And Annie wouldn't even take her eye off the street. She just kept looking on that street. I brought treats. I brought food. I brought water. I brought alcohol. I brought everything <laughs> I could possibly find. And Annie would not move and would not keep her laser-like focus on that street. And so I kept coming back every 15, 20 minutes just to check on her for all the different things I was doing during the day on different shows with Bill Bill Tuttleton Wall Wall and Walt Bilton and all these different things that I'm doing on these different trips. <laughs> and 
And I come back one time very late in the day, and Andy had been sitting there all day. I'm not actually just been sitting there watching this road late in the day. And our son Adam comes walking down. Got to the Mexican border there. He had crossed the border back then. He had either walked or hitchhiked or got a ride on his own pterodactyl. I can't figure that part out. <laughs> got to the end of the street and he came walking in. Adam and he stood up. Right now we are rejoining Bill Walton on the planet Earth. The dogs, they know everything. I don't know anything. <laughs> are we in commercial break yet? <laughs> Bill still believes the growling, the pterodactyls are flying. The peace train is back to the pterodactyls now. I found my way home. Here we go, Jim. Gary is in the jacuzzi. Hmm. Was that the end? <laughs> I'm not sure. What you know, at, at, at Winterland? <laughs> no. Night on New Year's By the way, uh, Bill, I just got a text from Dave Passion. He said, see what I'm fucking talking about? <laughs> keep putting up these strange names and people to the show. Please, I'm, I'm trying to keep things together here. <laughs> you're right you're trying to keep her what was it like for you is this like would you write an essay like this in grade school and middle school don't be afraid oh no i have written essays like this before <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're not done yet you're still writing it i think probably yeah, your fourth teacher waiting i write a lot and uh by any by I, any chance I, I are you doing a lot and one of the things that i've been doing uh, uh i'm home all the time washing my hands that I have this situation where in the 18 years between the first ankle fusion, which was March 15, 1990, not that I remember the date, and February 24, 2008, in those 18 years, I started studying and learning classical piano. I had a teacher, and pianos and everything, and, and I loved it. I have no skill, I have no talent, but... Now, uh, and then my spine failed. I spent the next four and a half years unable to do anything on the ground, in the hospital, operations, it, you know, just the worst of the worst. And, and I had to stop playing because I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't eat. I couldn't dream. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even mention Walt Bilton or Bill Bill Walt Walt Tunta. And so <laughs> I think about being on the show. For a guy with no memory, you have incredible callbacks. <laughs> What's the name of this show, anyway? Is there a name, or is it just... Uh, I think it's, it's the, Bill Walton, the Bill Walton run-on sentence. And so, and that, so I had to stop playing, and I, and, and I, and I didn't play again. I, I got better. Unfortunately, I'm all better now. My spine feels fantastic. But uh, I, I just... When you're playing catch-up, and that's catch-up spelled with a C, that you get to the point where you're so always out of time. And so as I think about time, and I think about how time is a continuum, that, uh, and, and between two points, there's always room for one more point. And so I'm always trying to put more things in between the two points on the continuum of the time of my life. And so I've been able to sit down at the piano just a little bit of late and get back to Mozart and Beethoven, Chopin, and Bach, and Brahms, and Schubert, 
You can play all these full chords and everything. You play the full sheet music. You can play that, all that stuff. I can't do anything. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Are you just making all this up? Is this like the pterodactyl story? I didn't say I played. <laughs> I said I studied. I studied. I understand. I see the notes. I feel them in my spine Imagine now. Imagine how good I could be. Good boy does fine. Here we go. Chord progressions. Yes. Good boys do fine always. That's the left hand, the bass clap versus the treble clap. My favorite thing about Bill is he never cares if you talk or not. He just keeps going. And I love to travel to the Orient by chopsticks. It takes me just a few seconds and I'm transversed into a new place of architecture and dream. We are out on our bikes, right? One of the things we're allowed to do is be out on our bikes. Yeah, but and this, you like to bicycle. Bicycling is the thing you can do, right? Right. I, you know, I can't walk. I can't think. I can't talk. Uh, can't, you can walk. talk. You got it. You can talk. I have no memory, but I can ride my bike. But this was before <laughs> COVID nineteen changed everything, and this was when, uh, on a Labor Day celebration, uh, a few of us we went out on a bike ride, and the whole, the whole plan was we were going to start early, ride all day, and then we were going to come home, take a swim, take a jacuzzi, look for Jerry, and then we were going to. <laughs> and all the wives who don't ride their bikes, the wives were going to come over and we were going to have a Labor Day dinner you know, with family and friends. And so we start early and it's one of those super hot days that San Diego rarely has. But we have them occasionally, particularly in the summer with humidity <clears throat> comes up and it's just, oh my gosh, it, 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 it's just, man, there's a pterodactyl coming by right here, please. Oh my Goodness gracious. What's that? Where is air traffic control? Please. Now you know how we feel with this podcast. Oh my gosh. And so, and it's, so. it's Labor Day weekend, and we, and we know we can't go to the beach because there will be seven and a half billion people on the beach, and it just won't be fun because it will be too crowded. But let's go in. Let's go up to the mountains and ride the mountains. And so everybody goes, yeah, that would be great. But, you know, it's 100 degrees and it's 92% humidity. Oh, let's go give it a try anyway. We'll see how it is. We love trips like this. And so we start riding and it's beautiful. Although it's getting hotter and hotter. We're going uphill all the time. And I love riding my bike uphill. The other guys, we, we stopped and took a break one time. And one of the guys looked a lot like you, uh, Walt Milton. There, you know, a little short, round-faced, you know, white-skinned guy. And <laughs> He's a tremendous bike rider in phenomenal physical condition. I'm not sure if that quite describes you, Walt. It is me. No, the other, you're Bill Bill, Walt Walt Tuntun, and the other oh. guy. Oh, I'm sorry. The, what's the other one? Show me the little, the little round face guy. Where's where, where the little round face guy? Walt. Right here, enjoying. I have one question before you go on. Are you doing a, another podcast at the same time as this? Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense then. I'm doing a Cast for the uh, air traffic control union. Oh man! <laughs> and we can try to figure out how we can keep the, the quiet because I have grown in the course of my life, Walt. I, I, I have grown to really dislike loud motors. Now, whether they're cars that don't have mufflers on them, or whether they're motorcycles where the guy is just going crazy, whether it's leaf blowers. Whether it's these all these incredibly useless machines that all they do is make noise and ruin the peace and quiet. 
But I have to confess. Yeah. One time. Please do. One time. Father. Preach. Father Walt Milton, please. Uh, I, I have a confession to make. Okay. One time I was guilty of making uh, a, a noise with a loud motor. And it was uh, yet at a, another Grateful Dead concert. And, <laughs> and it was in the period that we have, have come to know as drums in space, where they play a lot of drums. And they take off through outer space on their pterodactyls, on our pterodactyls. And so everybody kind of tries to make their own little music and tries to help things along and help the cause and keep it all going. And so while uh, Bill Kreutzmann and Mickey Hart were doing their thing and just jamming away, and it was just awesome, there was this big Hells Angels Harley Davidson parked right backstage, right next to the drums. And, and, and I went over there and I kickstarted it. And I took that. I got a hold of the throttle and I grabbed the microphone with my other hand, just and I was just revving the engine of this Hell's Angels Harley Davidson to the beat and the rhythm that Mickey Hart and Bill Kreutzmann were laying down. And so immediately they looked at me like I was crazy. And I, I can't believe that they would ever think that. And they immediately looked over at the Hell's Angels and they said, get that guy out of here with that loud noise. He is ruining the show. So, on this Labor Day bike ride, we start going up the mountains, and it's getting hotter, and the little short guy who looks a little bit like Walt Bilton there, a great bike rider, we got tired, we stopped for a rest, and he was so, it was so hot, he just laid down on the asphalt, because it, it was really getting hot. It was, it, it was not an easy and comfortable ride. And so, we kept going, though, and as we kept going up and up and up, we kept looking at them, these big thunderheads. They kept building up, building up, and just the sky was getting dark, and it was starting to rumble in the background if the thunder don't get you, then the lightning will. And we just oh, well, we're riding our bikes. Let's go. What could, it be? What could possibly go wrong? So we keep going up. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, man, we are – we are the storm. We are in the middle of this incredibly violent thunderstorm, right? In the middle of nowhere with this oak forest and big granite boulders and poison oak everywhere, little ground cover ferns. And it was so beautiful, except for this phenomenally violent thunderstorm. And we were in the middle of nowhere, right? With nothing. There's no houses. There's no shelter. You know, there's no 7-Eleven. There's nothing out there. And so we quickly, <clears throat> we figure out what we're going to do. There's a big giant oak tree over there. Let's go stand underneath that for shelter. And so we end up over there. We're on this incredibly steep incline facing downhill. And with my fused ankles, man, I cannot stand on the incline. So I'm trying, trying to figure out the other guys. And the rain is coming down and there's lightning everywhere. And we're worried that the lightning bolt is going to hit the tree and make it explode. And we're all just going to evaporate and everything. And they're looking up at the river. The rivers are starting to form. I mean, we live in the desert here. It's raining so much that there's a pterodactyl just flew by here. Nothing flew by you, Bill. The rivers. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Mostly this story is flown by me. So we were worried. How are we ever going to survive? And these guys are looking. We're thinking the same thing, Bill. I was sort of the ringleader of this of this expedition, right? I was like the, the Juan Vasquez Cabrillo. I was like Balboa. I was like Portola. 
What is What was that? What are you doing? Are we tripping? Is it me? <laughs> I don't know. Was that Whoa. a plane? Are you we're still? Good. That's the only thing that can stop. Hold on, do yeah. it again. We're, we're gonna we're gonna time those perfectly. The only thing that stops. Okay, so now we're, now we're saying what are we gonna do here? And so we have to put the bikes up the what hill. Would, hold on, before you go on, because this is a really good story. No, what no, no. would you have done if I just said we have five minutes? I would have said thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to five minutes, tell me that's where we are, and I'll just stop it. <laughs> Wait a second. Up. Do you see? Do you feel time like other people? Is it? It, it like? Uh -huh. Do you experience? Do you think in like the movie time Endgame? It's on my side. It's on your side. <laughs> Chambers Brothers. Oh my gosh! How about Gordon Lightfoot? How about Neil Diamond? <laughs> the biker story. The well, biker story is not over. I'll go back to the biker story. story I, I can't get you off on tangents. I'm Finish sorry. The story. I feel well, I feel terrible. I'm using there the are no story in the road. Line. That is me. Kill Bill, William Wall, Tom Tom, please calm down. Discipline. Have you ever seen that movie, Kill Bill? <laughs> what makes a team work? But now you got the dogs all barking and everything. The attack is underway. Please, I'm on the peace train, but I can't find my way home. And so here it was. We're there, up against it. Rain, thunder, lightning, rivers forming. We have no way out. We're all going to perish. We had left our bikes up the hill on the, on, on the side of the road. And all of a sudden, we noticed that a ranger truck had stopped. A ranger truck had driven by and it realized that people were in serious distress. And it was a lady ranger, fully armed, all kinds of equipment there. She said, come on, I'll help you guys get out of here. Let's go. This is very unsafe here. You're risking your lives. We said, we know that. So please help us. He said, but you got to leave your bikes here. There's no room in the back of the truck. And I said, we're not leaving our bikes here. So I elbowed her, pushed her out of the way. Then I opened up the back of her camper thing on the back of her truck shell. And we stuffed all the bikes in as fast as we could, but we didn't have enough room for all the bikes. And then in just the next moment, Smokey the Bear arrived. Smokey the Bear <laughs> on a pterodactyl. <laughs> Smokey the Bear on a pterodactyl. Two Please. characters. You're interrupting. With Jerry Garcia. <laughs> we were searching for Jerry. A lot of people don't know this, but Smokey the Bear, huge deadhead. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear. There's a reason they call him Smokey. Barry Garcia. <laughs> he, had, he had no camper shell. He had no equipment. He had just been up on top of the mountain where we were trying to get ourselves. And he had been putting on a show, an educational show, Smokey the Bear was, for the children. And the show was over. And he was driving back down the mountain. And he saw this big, huge storm. And so he got off the main road. And he wanted to go experience the storm and make sure that everything was fine. And that's when he saw us. So Smokey the Bear came to the rescue. So between the ranger fully armed in her truck and Smokey the Bear with his wide open pickup truck, they were able to get all the bikes and all the people in the back, drive us down to the mountain where it stopped raining and in five minutes it was perfect again. And we got on our bikes and we kept riding and we rode the rest of the day and we all ended up at our house for dinner. And 
And the wives were asking, so how did the ride go? Was it fun? And we told them. We told them about Kevin lying down on the asphalt because it was so hot. We told them about riding up the mountain and then the thunderstorm and then the rain and then the riblets and then, then Smokey the Bear. Now, they believed all of it until we got to Smokey the Bear. And then I had had the foresight that when Smokey the Bear had dropped us off down by the lake. So we you killed the bear and brought it back for the barbecue. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had invited him to dinner that night. <laughs> and so... Fresh roasted, what we're having? Roasted pterodactyl. Oh, man. We should have a brown. So anyway, the ladies, they were just con they were convinced that we had concocted this story and went off and got, got went to Las Vegas or something. Like that I don't know what they were thinking. Believe me. So there we are having dinner, and the wives are looking at each other, saying, "This, there's no way this happened." And then on cue, Smokey the Bear walks in the front door of the house in his whole <laughs> uniform, and the ladies, their jaws just dropped. It was absolutely incredible. Speaking of jaw-dropping moments, oh, no. desert trip. Were you guys over there at Coachella at Desert Trip? What a remarkable <laughs> You know what you are? You know what you are, Bill? You know what you are, Bill? The inside of Robin Williams' mind. That's yeah. what you are. Yep. Have you guys been having any trouble laughing in your lives lately? Not for the last 45 no. minutes or so. Yeah. 35 um, minutes, no. So, this whole COVID-19 thing has been... Most serious thing I've ever encountered in my entire life. There, everything is up in the air. Pterodactyl, um, yep. military attacks right here in downtown San Diego, and pterodactyls flying through the sky. I don't know about that. Up. Wait a minute, was San Diego attacking us? I missed that day. Is San Diego still with us? Did we well, lose we're, it? we're under attack, man. You didn't hear those jets flying by? Well, oh, oh, you were okay. on the flight path. I forgot about that. I, yeah, I forget that you hear something and create a scenario around it. <laughs> And make it and believe it's actually happened for everybody else as well. And that's why I, get, I bought I get, I get the end of the emails a day, and uh, I'm sorting through them. And there's this one, and it just I've says, been warned. You know, click on this link, and I open the link, and it was an edited <laughs> version of Robin Williams from Good Morning Vietnam, and I just I was just laughing out loud. It was, it was so funny. And Robin was a great friend. And so sad. Wait, wait, wait. You you were friends with Robin Williams? Well, I said. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> Where did you meet Robin Williams? Are you hearing me? Please. It's notes. difficult to hear you give actual facts. Uh, those things seem to get glanced over. <laughs> no. And then we lost Robin in the Robin great war of San Diego. Very much like you. Just Walter. Very much like you, Walt Bill, just a heart of gold, incredible creative genius, and he was always on. You know, he, he was very much like Jerry, and that you know the pressure to always be on was just incredible. Did you ever go to a a, a, a concert with him or anything like that? Yeah. Did you spend time with Robin? Oh, oh yes. What, what do you think? I, I didn't know. Um, that's why I'm asking. Why, 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 sorry for the sorry for the questions, the insightful questions. I'm sorry. I'm just you know what? Do whatever you want. 
I'll think the questions and not share them with you. Whenever you have the question to me, of, did you ever? The answer is yes. Yeah, even if it didn't happen. I'm starting to feel that. So, <laughs> when Bill Graham died. So Robin was fantastic in all his charitable efforts and contributions. Just like you, Walt, Bill. You know, he, just, he was always into making people feel better, to ease the burden lift that team that people are carrying around and and, and and that was the case the challenged athletes foundation and all the people who you know have lost their arms and their legs and they're paralyzed and their lives are seemingly over and then robin will come and say hey let's go ride on the bike let's go swim let's go and run let's go whatever and the guy said well i don't have any legs robin how can i do any of that well we'll figure that out along the way and and they did and so Robin's ability to create a world of joy in his mind that he was able to share is what do for me on a constant basis. The same thing you've done for uh, Chase Boyd, the same thing for countless people and countless challenges around the world. And so, for people who don't, for, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Don't interrupt. I'm tired of you interrupting me. Come on. No, I want people to know who Chase Boyd, Chase oh, Boyd was. Interrupt me. Why don't you just interrupt me when I'm not on the show? Okay. <laughs> that's starting to feel like <laughs> way. Interrupt me when I'm not there. That, that's much better for me. And so, <laughs> and so, in 1992, I think, it's one of those deals. But I'm pretty sure of this thing. 92. That uh, uh, Bill Graham died. He died in a helicopter. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Because Bill was the guy that created the whole business side of the deal. That everybody to this day is still riding on the peace train, which has a little label on it, the gravy train. And so, but Bill died. And so, what are we going to do? And so, there was this big celebration for Bill in his honor at Golden Gate Park. And you name it, they were there. The only reason that people weren't there is because they were already dead themselves. And even some of those people showed up. And so they had all the bands and all the singers and all the entertainers and all the artists just putting on this show to try to lift the spirit of everybody. There was 300,000 and one person at Golden Gate Park. I was the one with the other 300,000. And so it was an incredible day of sadness, of loss, but also of coming together and how we're going to move forward. And Robin Williams was the MC. And so That's the story. Okay. Every famous band you've ever heard of was there. And so they were out there and just having a time, and the fans were just loving it. But really, Amazing. we just wanted Incredible. the band to stop so that Robin could get back on the stage because he was so on. Just amazing happening and just going and going and going. You would have no idea what that's like, Bill. <laughs> he had three hundred thousand and one people in the palm of his hand with a handheld microphone. Hold on, Bill. I'd like to do an impression. Podcast host with Bill Waltman. Help me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait for me. I'm <laughs> you know who I think needs a charity? The waiter that uh, had to help Bill Walton and Robin Williams that night. That <laughs> poor person got run ragged by you guys. There's no doubt. Robin loved his bike, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're, now you're in the single. <laughs> so we never got to Desert Trip. 
and we never got to. Can we? Can we? Uh, can we come back to that for a little bit? I I do have some actual questions I wanted to ask you, but that uh, no, no, you know what? Go do whatever you want. Just. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speechless. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> go. Hey Frank, watch Robin this. Just, Robin just flew by in a pterodactyl of his own. Oh, I've been trying to figure out. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah, been trying to think. Really John- <laughs> what? <laughs> one of my great regrets in life. <laughs> At the belly. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm having one of mine right now, Bill. <laughs> uh, go. go. <laughs> Do it now. Go. As the song goes. No, nope, you missed it. Get, you knew my name. Anyway, <laughs> we're at the belly up, which is this like church and temple and shrine in Solana Beach just up the road here. And Jimmy Cliff is playing, and we're having the time of our life. We are. <laughs> Look at the screen, Bill. We can't Look contain it. We, we tried to, he doesn't know. I'm still talking. Show over. Tell me when the show over. <laughs> it was over a while ago. Dave, yeah. how do you do this? Dave, how do you do this? Did it ever start? Did it ever start? <laughs> We're rolling, but We're rolling. I, I have a question. I have a question for the guest. Uh, the gentleman in the tie dye with the tie dye background. <laughs> he didn't even notice it until <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I, I want to know how the guest feels about his portrayal in The Last Dance, considering he's always telling me to stop whining. Yet he was portrayed as a whiner because he got switched onto Michael Jordan in the play. Time out. Time out. How did Pash just show up and get a full, well thought out yeah. question in? In his first second on the show, where you haven't, we haven't said a word, and this is amazing. Dave, we've been playing interview Jeopardy. He has all the answers, and we've asked no questions. This is what my life is like. I'm, I'm here. I'm having a good time. I'm in Yosemite. I'm in Death Valley. I'm at the Horseshoe Bend. I'm in Hawaii. I'm in the Milky Way. I'm in the <laughs> Valley. I'm in the Grand Canyon. I'm in the Sierras. I'm in the Redwood Forest. I'm on the Colorado Plateau, and all of a sudden, this person just jumps into my life and starts asking me questions about whining and complaining and making excuses. Now, I used to be very concerned about this person uh, for his own well-being and safety. I thought, I thought it would work. Because here's a guy who comes nope. and says these absolutely ludicrous and ridiculous things and that I cannot even let them go because that makes me an enabler. That makes me someone who uh, agrees with these things. But then I found out that when COVID-19 hit, that this guy, Dave, is that his name? Dave? I think that's his name. Anyway, Dave went and he paid everybody's rent. And he paid everybody's utility bills. And he paid everybody's food bills. And now the world is going again. And it's fantastic. So, Dave, is that you? I salute you, sir. I acknowledge you. You <laughs> Thank goodness. Are, yeah. You are... The Savior, you are the Messiah. Please lead us out of this morass into the promised land. Yeah, Dave. You're too kind, first of all. I'm just following your lead, Bill, just uh, watching how you... uh... My lead? You never let me lead. All you do is say, (laughs) leave me alone. No, your your hospitality, Bill, and and how you let uh, anybody and everybody stay in your home and you provide for them. I'm just trying to follow your lead of, uh, of sharing and caring. 
You know, following pretty awesome. is a very dangerous thing because that assumes that I know where I'm going. <laughs> and, and it's like one of your stories. Is that I, I have two nicknames in my world of riding my bike. The first one, and they're both well-earned. The first one is Crash, and the second one is Always Lost. But <laughs> I always dispute the Always Lost moniker because I don't know where I'm going. I'm just trying to go forward, and I'm just trying to go further. Because every time that wheel turns round, I'm bound to cover just a little more ground. Frank, Frank jump, jump in here, Frank. What, what, uh, what have you guys been talking about so far? What has Bill been talking about? Oh, no, wait, wait. wait. Let's, let's do a quick recap. We started yeah. out with Bill going into his closet and riding a pterodactyl yeah. Yeah. over Disneyland and California. Well, um, California then, is Disneyland. We hope that Disneyland opens up again soon. I've hey, been, Frank, I've let been, Bill recap it. See what yeah, he's Bill, could you recap, <laughs> could you recap what we've talked about no, so No, don't far? do that. No. Don't do that. Don't have him recap anything. I didn't even have this. Honestly, I didn't even have this idea until we lost complete control about 20 minutes in. I texted Dave and said, are you around? He said, of course I am. He thinks in your voice, by the way, Bill, that, which we all will. Of course I'm around. I'm just in my office with trinkets behind me, ready for action, ready to become part of this, ready. I can see you taking breaths. No, this is how it feels, Bill. That you don't get a chance. You're trying look at the dumbfounded look on your face trying to figure out and i'm ready to tag in bill bill wall wall dun, dun. now the problem is that you've been double teamed my friend there's a second of you, and i won't let you talk either it's hey, an unbelievable attack of when, did, when, did, when did bill all of a sudden become irish holmberg <laughs> Wait a second. We are in Dave Pash hell right now. Triple Walton. It's more than stereo. It's stereo. I see this people. I had to be yelling at the coaches. Get me some players out here. I'm tired of doing this all by myself. I'm trying to hold off this onslaught here. Holmberg, I like the Irish Bill Walton. Wait a second. How are you the Irish Bill? I don't understand what he's saying. What's Irish Hold about Hold on, guys. He was this? answering the question. He was We're answering not the question in about the Celtics. I Celtics. The guy Dave's name. Is Dave still there? Yes, what answer the question about you and Jordan, getting switched out of Jordan and fouling out. I fouled out in the game. Sure. <laughs> How did you do that? We won the game. We won the game. We had Larry Bird, and they didn't. <laughs> Dave do that. They've got a five-word answer out of him. Oh, I my God. Out. Big deal. It happened. <laughs> oh. hey, wow. Is Dave your name? How's that Hall of Fame thing going, man? How's that uh, Hall of Fame? I, I don't know that it's happening. I don't know. It just depends. It's it's still, it's still it's next month, oh, and it's in New York. Congratulations. I didn't know that Bob Weir had his own radio station. I know he has a lot of other things. Fill me in here. What's going on? What are you guys talking about at the moment? Hey, you know, before you get there, will you please break out some of that air I gave you? I got it right here. Hold on. I can get it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just leave and do whatever you want. We're not doing a show. No, this thing is no work right now. Dave Pash acts out what happens in Bill Walton's head. He just leaves for a while and comes back with a trinket. So, say something, Frank. These have these have been unopened. (laughs) Hold on a second. Bill just said, "Let me say something." (laughs) (laughs) 
We <laughs> haven't gotten a word in edgewise. Oh, Bottled air from uh, Chula Vista, July 27th. Uh, Ico, Ico. Is this is this safe to open, Bill? Well, let me see. Just open it up and rub it on the screen, and I'll put my tongue up there, and everything will be fine. These have been unopened. Are you sure? Two hours ago. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid to do this, Frank. Are you sure you want this done uh, on your Zoom call here? What I don't I still don't understand what's the happening. The crowd will rise as one as Bill Walton finally gives the audience what they wanted, licking the screen. Bill gave me bottled air from every dead show during the uh, summer 2016 tour. They're numbered. This is this is number nine. 6,453. <laughs> this, was the, this was the 500th anniversary of, of the Grateful Dead tour uh, in 2016. And, and so he gave me a bottle there from all of them. And none of them have been open. I'm afraid. Open, open. Dave, open it and rub it on the screen like he said. I want to see what he does. It's air. You can't rub air on the he screen. Said, he said he can see it. I can. Yes. All right. So it's it's invisible to everybody, but but... Exactly. Look, okay. Watch out. I can look, see. Don't it. All. Don't wait. It's very strong air. <laughs> <laughs> the comedic <laughs> genius of Dave Pash. Unbelievable <laughs> slapstick comedy. The <laughs> team of Walton Pash. Who cares what the score is? You look at Walton. The screen. I told him. Look at the screen. Stop that. Ah, things are better now. Oh, thank you. Oh, the pterodactyl has has folded its wings for the day. Oh and my goodness! Gosh! I just, and so I just realized that Dave Pash has the easiest job in sports because after this forty-five minutes, all you have to do is go ASU forty-five, Oregon forty-two. We'll be right. <laughs> we didn't get to the belly up. I don't know. Nor did we get. To Jimmy Buffett. Oh, we went we went belly up a while ago. <laughs> you know what? Well, look at this. Hey, Bill, what we have gotten to. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Hold on a second. Hold on. Got on. Got you are talking. Oh, just calm down here. Please. I'm trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> We're all looking for hope. I've got the path forward. I've got the path forward. Because remember... You know, with this COVID-19, there's just uh, an incredible level of uncertainty in how we're going to move forward. So the last time I was innocent, this is the 21st time that I've had to start over from absolutely nothing. But the last really big time was that uh, it was in 2009, and I had had my spine surgery. I had my spine surgery on February 8th. Not that I remember the date, but it was like, toughest thing until now that I'd ever had to go through in my life. And so on the surgery is February 8th. On April 7th of that year, 2009, Neil Young he comes out with his album, live album, Fork in the Road, which is where we are right now, standing there at the fork in the road. And so I'm playing this every single day, all day long. I know how to push the repeat feature on my machine. <laughs> and so I'm trying to I'm trying to find Lori's repeat button as well. <laughs> anyway. Then April 7th is Fork in the Road. And then April 28th of the same year, Bob Dylan, right on the heels of Fork in the Road, comes out with Together Through Life. 
And so now I've got the two, Fork in the Road, Together Through Life. And they're just playing all day, every day, over John, you won't believe what you missed. Frank, the problem is there's no basketball game to interrupt us right now. <laughs> that one it is. Interruption. And I got better. And so now Bob Dylan is now going to release his next new album since 2009 of original material. He's already released two of the songs, Murder Most Foul. Oh, my gosh. Are you guys old enough to ever have heard of President Kennedy? And he got assassinated. Murder Most Foul. Oh, Wait a minute, Kennedy was assassinated? When did this happen? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my God. So June 19th, Harvey Oswald was on a pterodactyl. Rough and Rowdy Ways. Rough and Rowdy Ways, which is basically the name of this show right here. And we are going to be healed again because he's going to show us the way through the morass and out of the quagmire and out of the muck that we're wallowing in right now. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Neil. We have reached the fork in the road. We're taking the right path. We are together through life. Now we are looking for the rough and rowdy ways that are going to be able to empower us, to embolden us, to give us the confidence. Because that guy, He's that guy Dave, what's the guy Dave? You guys all have hats on. What do you do with the hats? <laughs> I don't, but I'm going to get one. Okay. And so here it is where we need, oh, there, hey. Now, very nice. Yeah. Okay, very nice. I had to take some more of that air. Yeah. Give me some more of that air. <laughs> reminds me. Reminds Is this what it's of, like all the time? Hey, Dave. Reminds me of the time. No, I'm going to take a chance here, and I may just turn the computer off, but I'm going to ask the world's most dangerous question right now. Prepare yourselves. Bill, I don't like the Grateful Dead. Sell me on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how much time is left? <laughs> That's the problem. There, there's no score. There's no timeout. <laughs> no commercial. Give me, give me your email address. I just never. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Build it would be unbelievable. Bill, Bill, wall, wall, ton, ton. It's fine. We I'm kidding. I think they're fine. I was just seeing what you would do. Love and hope and joy and optimism. And if you want to go in the other direction, that's fine. Just know that. No, I, I, all, I, all I really wanted to get out of this whole interview, other than uh, life in general and understanding space and time. You told me we were going to get on the phone and talk about the future. <laughs> no, I, do have, I do have a real question, if Bill is ready. I, 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 I'm not good at smoking pot, but I want to be better at it. What is the fourth law of learning? Repetition. <laughs> I'm trying that. It makes me sleepy. I just get tired. Please put that background up again. Bill, Bill, wall, wall, ton, ton, please. Take the, take the stage. I want to see that background. Oh, my to, old one, you mean? It's actually a real background. That's not fake. Yeah. Just so you guys know <laughs> behind Bill. intergalactic planetary right now. The Beastie Boys are inside his head. <laughs> I was on the pterodactyl the other day, and as we look at Scandinavia there, if you've never been to Scandinavia, and I was just so impressed the other day that Norway said, hey, man, we're just dumping all our investments in fossil fuels. Are you doing this from the teepee, by the way? Is this being done in the teepee? No, I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the shop Waxing up the feathers of the pterodactyl for our next. Wait a second. 
Pterodactyls have feathers? Yeah. His do. They're just big chickens, really, but let them live. Wait a second. Wait a second. The feathers are what make them fly, Bill? Pterodactyls? Oh, gosh. I think it's the wings, right? (laughs) Just ask Lori. She'll she'll have the answer. If you need anything in the Walton household, just just go to Lori. Everything. Is Richard Jefferson and Luke still living in the house, or have they been removed? Years ago. They, they stopped taking my calls. We, we love Luke and RJ. They're just fantastic. And uh, we're, we're hoping that they, like all the rest of the young people, are going to save us from ourselves out here. The way that Elton John saved me that night in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Oh. What yeah. What somebody saved my life tonight is about? Yeah. Well, it, it, it happens quite frequently. Yes. <laughs> He's had a lot of people he owes. Right. <laughs> So we were at the we were at the NBA All Star Weekend, and Elton was going to play a, a, a private concert for the NBA, and so it was fantastic because not very many people showed up. I don't know why. I mean, Elton John is as great as he's ever been, and so we're we're sitting in the audience. We're having Lori and I. We're having just the time of our lives, right? And the and the crowd was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, what whatever. And and so Elton said, look, you know, you guys are, you know, don't be afraid here. You know, it, it, it's okay to have fun. That's what this is about, this show. And so if you want to come up here on the stage and, and dance along right next to us, that's fine too. And so, I mean, we did not have to think once about that request. And really? so and I, we just bolt up to the stage. Elton starts playing. Elton starts rocking out. We're dancing and everything. I look over at one of the drummers. I jump in his spot elbow him out of the way, grab some new sticks, and just start pounding away and having the time of my life. And then Elton was calling me out during the song, said, go, Bill, go, Bill, take the lead and everything. And then we just had the time of our life. We oh, I remember when Rock was young. <laughs> me and Elton had so much fun. Pulling hands and skimming stones. This is the song about pterodactyl bones. <laughs> it it's unbelievable. That I had been playing, and they all signed it. And they said, Bill, thanks for making the night. Thanks for being part of the band, and it was great. And just the other night, we were over at dinner at Chef Gordon's house, and Bernie. New Tom- story. New story. <laughs> can you tell us when the news stories are happening? And, and you can cross off Chef Gordon now, and you're if you're playing Walton Bingo at home. That <laughs> kill Kenny will get a mention next. Hold, wait, wait, Chef. Hold on, hold on. No, you hold on, Bill. Just once. Super Friends announcer time. Meanwhile, somewhere in another Bill Walton story. In the center of it all, I'm taking a call. Oh, Lionel Holland's just called. Yeah. Now there was a player. My gosh. Lionel Do you think college basketball's coming back? When? Jesus. Excuse me? (laughs) I'm just going to throw questions. You have to understand. I couldn't hear you because I wasn't talking. I don't know anything. I'm not very smart. I don't think quickly. I have no memory. And I'm a stutterer. So please, you got to write it out. You got to give me a couple of days to come up with an answer. But oh. every time about restarting the interview again, because yeah. that's what we started with. This scares me. Are we ready? Every are, we ready? are we rolling? Are we rolling? I'm rolling something. Ripping, rolling, stumbling, rolling. The Irish, the Irish bill is my new favorite. Why are you hearing I, Irish? 
I don't hear Irish. I don't know what's past. Let me tell you why, John Holmberg. Because he likes your woefully better than mine, so I finally got one. So we're fine. We're back again. Walton got together because there are a lot of people who want to see. Because Bill doesn't know who he is. What should Bill know about Wolfley? I know who Jerry is. I know who. How much of your life is? There's no hope for that setup, Pash. No hope for it at all. I know who Jimmy Cliff is. So we are at the belly up. How do you keep track of where your story left off? Yeah. Do you care? Okay. I got the track. Your your track is your own problem, right? I'm trying to keep things organized here, and I keep you keep inviting all these people into our conversation, please. Oh, I didn't. I didn't this is a conversation. So or a dictatorship here. Oh my gosh! And so the Jimmy Cliff concert is going on. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn and I don't care. <laughs> and the night is is still young. But Jimmy Dean Sausage doesn't get any better than this. The Breakfast of Champions. He's still going. I've got to stop right now. He had played for maybe, he, he might have played for two days. I'm not sure. I lost track. And so we're all kind of just exhausted and spread out on the. Tell me about floor. it. Yeah. And then really an emotional experience. We're completely drained, covered with sweat. I went through five shirts during the concert. And Kept going back to the merch store and buying a new one to the other one was just soaking. Dave, in text Frank on how to help, how to get out. And, and, and so, and so, <laughs> the drummer, the drummer comes out. This is the greatest character, David. David, hello, sorry. I had no idea what you were dealing with. Foolishly said in one of do you do you miss me yet, David? Dave, you can never ever again. Yeah. I can't do it without letting you stop. I am so tired, and I got all these. It's like background music. Whose idea was this? I'm not taking credit. Thanks very much for having me. You guys got enough guys to continue this show. You have a great day. Shine on, heel on. Walt Bilton, Bill Bill, Wall Wall, Tun Tun. The other guy with the air. Yeah, keep spreading the love. Keep paying. Bill, Bill, Bill can I get here? Okay, Bill, can I get one guy in? Can, Bill, Bill, what? We have a college student who wants to ask you one question really badly. Can we do that? He's on the show and he sat out. So interrupting me? Why do you keep bugging me, man? We're trying to do something here. Uh, We're trying to get to tomorrow. Do you believe in tomorrow? Yes. Try, Sean. Try. Have you ever been to the jersey and looked through the waterfall and seen Jerry? Bill, where's your favorite place that you have ever visited in the United States? You've been all over the country. What's your name, sir? Sean Salehi. I just graduated from Arizona State University. Number one oh, in innovation. Sean, you should know better than to think that I live in a qualitative binary decision-making world. I like lots of things, including all these people on the right side of my screen here. You seem like a fine young man. Be sure and say hi to Michael Crow, Katie Packwit, Packwit, excuse me, Ray Anderson, Bobby Hurley, Doug Tamarill, all the guys. And just come on down to Desert Financial Arena the next time we're in town for the big game. And you can sit in 
because the last guy that came and tried that they threw him off in a heartbeat. <laughs> we were too much fun, and we were smiling on a cloudy day. And Scott, you seem like a fine representative of the future. You seem like the kind of person that's going to make me Sean. Sean, all is worth Sean. for. God is someone else. That's different. all I want is more. Sean, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> what's your name? There's Bill Bill Wall Wall Tunton with the stupid oh hat on. Man, Terry Bradshaw, Rocky Blyer, Franco oh. Harris, Mean Joe Green, all those guys. That was fan. Jack Ham, Jack Lambert, <laughs> the, the Sweeney, the Rooney family. Excuse me, that was fantastic. <laughs> have, have you ever been to? <laughs> okay, Sean, you asked me some of the places I like. Have you ever been to Bakersfield? Yeah. California, oh. yes. Yeah. Why Bakersfield? Well, did you ever go there with John, uh, uh, with Neil Young? Excuse me. Can't say I have. Oh, man, you got to go. So, Just say yes. Just say yes. Well, <laughs> please. Nothing quite as, quite as uh, creepy as Neil Young taking a college boy cross country. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. That's that's where it all begins. I, trust me. Why does his head keep disappearing, or is it just me? Whenever he moves his head, like who are you talking? No, no that's that's like, move, move your head forward, Bill, for a second. It green screens <laughs> off of himself. Stop oh. doing. No, man, I'm I'm doing my Roman chair right now. I'm I, I, I'm sort of in the exercise room. Hey, man, I I gotta go. Eagles, we're witnessing more than enough. Yeah. Right? Tell tell Franco Harris hello for me. I will. Like Jersey's right, right here. Scott, I, I I was gonna try to get you in there for that thing. No, thank you, Bill. Um, I don't. We learned so much today. Um, okay, Am I yeah. excused now? Can I go? Oh, yeah, Dave, I wanted you out of here a while ago. <laughs> we never Dave, got Dave. to Egypt. Let's go to Egypt. What's that guy? Who was the guy with the question? With the and you had headphones on and everything. Or? Sean, he's there still. What don't oh, you we're see? going? To, we're going to Egypt. Sean, you ever been to Egypt? I have not. Oh yeah, fantastic. Next, next the next time the Grateful Dead go, be sure and get on that. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Sean, call that the police. They're being abducted. The greatest <laughs> flight ever by alien pterodactyls. Alien Waltons have abducted Sean Shalahi. <laughs> And that's where the Irish comes in. The Irish part. I don't hear the cash does. I have a question for Sean. Yes. Sean, are you familiar with uh, electronic music, you know, like your iTunes or Spotify? And Sean, allow me to answer this question. So, will you please explain to me how the shuffle works? Because and the shuffle always knows what I want and need to hear. And so... I know how to make the shuffle happen. It's an entity. And the shuffle, though, there has to be some program, there has to be some person, some spiritual force of nature inside inside the, the equipment, just a razor-thin laptop that knows what it is that this poor, helpless, hapless, hopeless, lost sailor trying to become a saint in circumstance needs in his life. And I just cannot figure it out because I turn it off every night. It's a very long question, Bill. About my question now, Holmberg. I would say that it's the pterodactyl. The pterodactyl knows you better uh -oh. than anybody else could. Have you ever knows what you want next. 
Have you ever the answer was, I don't know. You encouraged me. <laughs> you have, you have to. to. I have not. Okay. I have to go. Here's another story. There's <laughs> <laughs> a story about me leaving a place once. We're in Tempe. We're going to meet at the U-Haul drop-off place. We tell oh, yeah. you. This, this sounds is really gonna, sketchy. This is, yeah. <laughs> is the number one destination for U-Haul drop-offs. That's how happening Tempe is. So, All right. That's where we'll connect. Are you in a car somewhere? Please. I, I am driving across the country. I just graduated. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. I am in Grand Junction, Colorado right now. Oh, I've been to Grand Junction. Fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> man. Except... We, we played in this this like rodeo ground, and it, it, <laughs> I just peed at the Colorado Plateau on our bikes and everything, and just the wonders of nature, and it was fantastic. <laughs> and you know, the, the Grand Junction is kind of like the where the rivers come together. That's why it's called the Grand Junction. And wow! So, yeah, and so we were there with Bob, and and the tour was just spectacular, and we ended up playing in a rodeo. And everybody was dancing on the field, and there was just so much dust, man. It was it, it, it was basically like like breathing infected air all the time, and that's why I gave that other guy. What's the other guy's name? He left. It looks like the other guy with the bottled air. That's why I gave him the air because I knew that at some point in his life, he would a dust bowl of Grand Junction when people were stomping their feet to Bob Dylan's. Uh, together through life so that they could heal the magic. They could be healed themselves, but we ran out of air. And so I Bill, Sean is in Kansas City now. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Kansas City already? <laughs> no, I'm still in, still in the same park. I've been there. You should have seen the game. We played a group of little people. Never. It was almost like being on Gilligan's Island when they played against the robots. Never before have I seen a group of in athletic players with such abilities, they must have been able to control my mind, not unlike my iPhone. So, Sean, three stories from now, you'll be in Baltimore. On, when, you the, <laughs> when you figure out the shuffle question, or yes. just go into the Savoy Grill in Kansas City, there, ask, ask for Shorty, and say, Hey, man, uh, Bill, Bill told me to come by because you know he, he says he's okay, but he's at. He's been, Kind of busy lately talking to these crazy people on this. <laughs> yes. It's a shorty, little Ask people, shorty. Kansas City basketball game. Yes. yes. There we go. Wow. You <laughs> there we go. What I hope I it? answered your question, Bill. No. <laughs> what is your question? What is no, your question. What planet is it? What day is it? I have yeah, the I double helix of questions. It goes on forever. It's in my DNA. Real Bill, one more ton ton. Just remember, repetition is the fourth law of learning. When you get the first three right, you'll be well on your way. I'm working on it. It's it just I got to get over the sleepy factor. Okay, repetition. 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 <laughs> Frank, there you go. It's your in. That was it, Bill Walton. Uh, question number two. How are you? How are you doing? He, he left. Fuck. He left. 
Well, <laughs> I, Frank, I've seriously, tw 20 years, I've interviewed people pretty much on a weekly basis, at least two a week for 20 years. And the, I've seen people like, and I've said like, how are you? Pablo Francisco's probably like, how's it going, Pablo? And I get an hour out of him. You didn't even say hello. No, you don't he have a chance. Started. I've never seen anything like that in my Thank life. Thank you I so much. Know. That was so yeah. funny. Now you what? guys know what Scott Long feels like, I guess. Huh? <laughs> no. the, uh, I said, Frank, this is going to be the toughest interview you could possibly There are moments I'm thinking about um, just doing fast forwarding through. <laughs> yeah. And Nope, he's still going. He's still going. And did we get Walton like in the Zoom calls in the corner where we just go to him every once in a while from, and we have him continually talking? You know, it's a good <laughs> idea. Let's let's we'll do it like he's in a cell. Let's go to the Walton yeah. cell if he's still going. And then we were out and about in Kansas. <laughs> you know what we need to do, Frank, for this podcast is edit in a few. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's check in with Dottie on 17. She's with Bill Walton. And just have it just be like Jim Nance keeps throwing. <laughs> I, almost, I, I almost did that. I, almost, I, I should have texted you during that. Uh, it, the, but at, least you got, at least you got uh, what you wanted, him being normal. normal. Yeah, that's normal, yeah. Bill. I didn't, I didn't understand what normal was until just now. There, I, there, I am so happy we didn't. I am so happy we uh, didn't do the whole segment about like, references because there was just so much to just not understand that he was normally saying yeah i have one too. Was, no, that's all it was, no we we're was, we're getting to that right now sean okay. you don't get out of it okay. where are you was, going are you gonna well, jump off are you gonna you pee you can fly? i might i might jump off of something after yeah. that interview. i've given him the strength of the eagle and now he will try the pterodactyl yes unbelievable and what's what? past hearing past hearing that i'm not hearing what's irish uh, I don't know. No, should should I try again to come back in and finish up the podcast so we have some actual content? If you want to. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, I was hoping there'd be an animation in this, but I don't have the budget or the manpower or the time <laughs> for all of that. Just a whole yeah. bunch yeah, of tie-dye. But I have, to, I have to smoke a lot of pot, go some, do some acid, all sorts of shit. That was insane. I'm trying to get uh, yeah. Dave back. So in. they don't drug test at ESPN, I guess. Oh God, no! He, when you eat. hire Bill Walton, you know. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you even <laughs> insinuate? I'm so happy he answered John's question authentically. He did? <laughs> like, About like, the well, weed. He said, "Yeah, he said repetition." I was yeah. afraid he was going to dodge around the question. Okay, he, no. here's the he thing. Did. He always talks in slight code. If you ask him an actual question, he's never going to give you a real soundbite. He's going to say, I'm too old, I'm too dumb, I can't remember anything, and I spell things funny. But this is what I'm – and then, he, then it goes off on a tangent. But I, Salehi did text me half of the way through and was like, this is the funniest thing oh, I've ever, ever been a part of. Ever been a part of. First off, thanks, Salehi. Ever been a part of the funniest thing ever? It is. It's, it's honestly, just, I haven't been, I have not laughed that long. Our 50th show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Fuck you, Salehi. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Was that, was that a little Irish again, John? Was that Ooh, Irish? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Salehi. I'll fucking show you. Take care of your fucking ass, I will. 
Who's talking? Trying to... Yeah, I was doing the same thing. Oh, that's Paige. He's in the studio. Uh, all right. I was just trying to see if we could get Pash back in to do a little follow-up to see what that was really like. I'm giving him a, a second or two and see if that actually happens. I, uh... There was so much going through my head that entire time. Like, he didn't pause. Even if you tried to talk, he did not slow down, get quieter. He just kept going. No, it was the strangest human interaction I've ever encountered. Where did you feel yeah. the interaction part? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How about human? How about the human part? Where was the human part? Yeah. I mean, that, there was Cro-Magnon man You're, enjoying himself, making it happen. I text Frank early on in the thing, and I said, I think we're just watching him being interviewed in another podcast. And we're asking questions, but he can't hear us. He's only well, answering. I, think, I, I actually said that. I actually took yeah. your text and I brought it to life. You may not have heard him, because I heard me because Bill <laughs> kept going. I, didn't I actually that. said, Bill, are you actually doing another podcast right now? He kind of gave one of those looks that he gives when you ask an actual question. And he went, what's going on? What is this? Let me finish. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't spell. And sometimes I don't even breathe in between words, but I, you know what uh, Bill Walton's wife's worst moment in life is when Bill comes in and goes, we need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite was when he said that I always ask my, I always tell my wife, I have an idea. And it's just that I can't imagine here. That's the worst. Oh my (laughs) Lord. I think the other, I, I've never I've never felt anything like that in the history of Western civilization. He had no interest in answering any real questions, though. So nope. it's it's funny how because w- when he wanted to know what we would talk about, so I texted him this long text, and he's like, "That's the longest preparation text I've ever gotten." But he put, I think he wanted to know what I actually wanted to know, what I wanted to know. And then he figured out this is the stuff I will avoid. Yeah. Yep. He dodged everything you tried to go down. Every road you wanted to go down went the other way. We never talked about basketball for one second. It's like uh, him during a basketball been... game. That's exactly yeah. what it's like for Dave Pash's partner. Oh, I know. I listen. I listen. He did but bring I mean... up Lionel Hollins for a second. Yeah, because he, he called it. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody else out. Just uh, Dave Pash is going to come in. All right, Dave is joining again. (laughs) (laughs) Your look is how we all feel right now. (laughs) You talking to me? (laughs) Oh my goodness! It was. Listen, there was a there was some type there was a duality that was going on. There was the most amazing thing in the world, and the end of life as we know it were both happening at the same time. This is Dave Pash. For everybody that doesn't know, he uh, Bill Walton's partner. Um, Don't say that. I thought you were going to be able to come in and corral him a little bit, like a ringmaster, um, zookeeper, whatever analogy you want to use. But nothing. He didn't. He didn't want to answer any real questions. Not that I. I, I almost don't care because I think it would have. I felt like I needed to make the attempt at least, but then he would just do Bill Walton stuff. Right. With seriously, with no game, uh, there's no boundaries. So he's going to just go. I mean, that's that's why the the game. At least, like, there's a reason for him to stop because, like, there's a. What about a podcast? Could a podcast be the reason for him to stop? (laughs) What about someone else having a second of time? 
not a reason to stop? No. No, those aren't valid reasons for him. <laughs> I mean, really, a basketball game isn't a valid reason either. It just gives me a reason to jump in and cut him off. Yeah. Dave, I have to ask you this. The first time you're paired with Bill, you meet him. Walk me through this. So the first time I did a game with Bill was in 2006, my first year on the NBA. I was um, ecstatic to just be on the NBA at my age and, and now to do a game with Bill Walton. And the first, and I was, Mike Tirico was Bill's partner. It was Mike, John Barry, and Bill. And I was like the fifth guy on the, on the play-by-play list. And I think I maybe did 10 games that first year. But when Tirico had Monday night, uh, and had a busy week, I would end up working with Bill and John. And so my first time working with Bill and John, John pulls me aside even before I meet Bill. And he goes, hey. he goes, do me a favor tonight on the air. Just ask me some questions because if you don't, I'll never get in. <laughs> so so that, that was my initiation. And then I remember doing later that year a game with Bill by himself. And it was a game, it was uh, LeBron, it was in between the semifinals and the national championship, and Bill was doing the game, and then he was going off to the final four. And I remember doing it, it was a Cleveland-Chicago game in Chicago, and LeBron takes his headband off, and he kind of throws it towards uh, the scorer's table. And Bill starts going, that's a technical foul! There should be an ejection! And he's going on and on and on, and I'm just letting him go. I'm not stopping him, because again, it's you know Bill Walton, Hall of Famer, a guy's been broadcasting for... 25, 30 years, and, and I'm just a rookie. So I get a call from Tarico the next week. Tarico says, based a really simple conversation, he goes, you have to stop him. <laughs> Your job to stop him. So I just kind of held on to that. And then when we ESPN got the Pac-12 contract in 2012, I believe it was, uh, it feels like 18-12, uh, but uh, – <laughs> When we got paired together, I kind of kept that in the back of my mind, like, it's your job. Stop him. Like a tape rolling in my head. It's your job. Stop him. But there were four, <laughs> there were three or four of us, others of us talking at the same time. He still didn't stop. I think he might need the eye contact or some type of Do mental you telepathy. Him? You may hit him, right? Uh, no, he hits me. <laughs> Uh, he hits me. And, and, and usually if I try to hit him, he blocks me with the, the elbows. He's got the, the pointiest, boniest elbows. But and he's he, an amazing preparation guy, right? That's what everybody told me. Like he's, he's fully engulfed, fully uh, focused on the game. He sits by himself to the side prepping for games, even though he's going to go off on these crazy tangents and do his thing. I, it's obvious that he researches the, the, um, you know, the, 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 the general area, the geography around where you're playing because, or does he make that stuff up? I mean, it seems like he knows a lot about what he's talking, uh, uh, what he's talking about, but today he was going off on psychedelic tangents, but in the game, still talk about the swirl cactus, enjoying it, feeling it, realizing I'm not of, of Irish descent. <laughs> well, you, Frank, you saw his workspace. I mean, he's got papers everywhere and it's all handwritten notes. I mean, yes. Think about it. We do like the same teams over and over again, yet he asks a lot of the same questions. He has notes. He goes and talks to the players uh, during the layup line uh, when they're stretching. Uh, he'll sit down with a coach and we'll have, you know, a UCLA game. We'll have UCLA eight times, yet he'll sit with Mick Cronin for 20 minutes before every game. And he's doing prep work. It's just different. 
prep work, you know, asking. I mean, he asked uh, Sean Miller, you, I don't know if you guys remember, Caleb Tarzuski. And uh, Arizona State had a player named uh, uh, Jordan Baczynski. And in and, and Bill's conversation with Sean Miller, he said, are Tarzuski and Baczynski related? That was his question <laughs> to Sean. <laughs> it's, it's, those, it's those kind of questions. That, that, you, you know yeah. what this hey, feels like, too? This is a weird thing because this feels like after – four psychiatrists meet with a new patient and then sit in another room and analyze what they just went through and try to diagnose what the hell just happened. Cause I, I have no clue. I've done this for years. I have no clue that I've ever seen anybody behave that way. And I enjoyed it. It's weird. Yeah. Try doing it 25 times a year. Holmberg. No, no, no. <laughs> I, listen, I've been told by everybody who's ever interviewed him, uh, whether it was at ESPN or anything, they all said, and this wasn't recently, this is over the years, I go, oh, yeah, it'd be great to get on and do Walton with Walton. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, why not? And I just found out why. Because there's, you can't, you can't stop me and you can't even hope to contain me. I mean, we the fun the fun thing was we got to do some Walton with him, but I don't know if he thought we were other people or just multiple voices in his head at that point, or just more great ideas that he was thinking, <laughs> more, more great tangents. How There's did I another do great idea I thought of? <laughs> he probably didn't even know, you know, that it was. I mean, he probably doesn't know what Zoom is. Uh, he he doesn't know really what Twitter is, or I mean, you should see he has like. His mailbox is full. If you ever try to call him, his he, he doesn't have any voicemails because it's full. He doesn't know how to delete any of them. If you look like on his phone, you know how on your phone, uh, on your text, it'll tell you how many texts you have. Well, he has like seventeen hundred and forty. He doesn't have. He doesn't know how to use. I mean, Lori does everything for him. She just she feed Tim him? Sullivan. Tim Sullivan, the producer. I mean, I. I, my first game with Bill this year was in Maui at the Maui Invitational. And normally I don't do that because the Cardinals usually have a game. They had a bye week. So normally I'm just doing college football, NBA, college, uh, or NFL in November. So I'm not used to seeing Bill until December, like late December. So this is end of November. I do a game with Bill, and we were doing like a green screen thing. And I look over there, and Tim Solomon is buttoning Bill's shirt because Bill's at <laughs> work. And I kind of looked at it for a second and thought, what is going on here? It was almost like, again, like I wasn't used to this yet. Right. Wait a second. I, hold on. Before you get through the story, what is happening here in the front yeah. of my shirt? It doesn't seem to be closing. It what seems to have separated itself from its own being. It won't. It, and it won't come together. What? I've touched it several times. It refuses to join. But when you fight everybody, including your own teammates, that's what happens. Your wrists don't work when you're 65 years old. You that's why he doesn't wear a tie. That's why he can't button his sh shirt or tie his shoes. Wait, what? Gary never wore a tie. I don't wear a tie. I'm blown away by the whole thing. I, that was so interesting. I feel like when they talked about Rain Man at the end, they're like, do you know what he's saying? No, no, nobody knows what he's really saying, but he's pretty cool. That's definitely Wapner. Definitely Wapner. Yeah, I've said this about Dave before. When you did the thing with uh, Frank, when you were on with Dave and, and Bill, I even said it. I'm like, the man who doesn't get any credit for this because we played the clips on the air was Dave Pash because you not only had to pay attention to the game because you were the only one doing it, uh, you had to know what was going on to not look foolish next to you. 
and it was absolute insanity and you were smooth as butter man it was as good as it gets as far as broadcasting for anybody who's ever done it and Salehi's listening right now and he's a broadcast that's what you watch you watch a guy who's listening watching and understanding there are three things going on and you're the ringleader that's PT Barnum right there so Pash my hat's off I've never seen anything like what I just watched and you control it and John if you remember after I did that game with Walton on ESPN uh and and Dave I said Dave had the best line of the entire day yeah. with uh, Frank, you're going off on so many tangents, whatever it was. But you said you're going off on so many. You're talking so crazy. Bill's actually talking about the game, and that was the greatest observation yep. of the entire thing. That you know, yep. Walton was so. It is funny when he does that thing where he doesn't. If you have to get him focused, it's almost like him focusing is the problem. Like he does that face that, uh, you know, you, you almost hear in his head going. Like we're going to talk about something going on in the real world. And in his head, there, uh, there's gears are grinding and going back. I have no idea what that even is. I think I see. I feel like a lot of times I don't know what's happening in the world. I, I, other than washing his hands, I don't know if he knows anything about COVID-19 either. Other than he's like, <laughs> I love to wash my, I washed my hands triple time today. This is the greatest hand washing in the history of Western civilization. Dave, how much of it is real? How much of what is real? Him. I mean, what we just watched. Is oh, that that's him. him. No, that's him. That's, There's that's no him. show. There's no light switch, no exaggeration. That's well, what you I mean, I, th- I think he, he realizes that it's entertainment. I mean, he'll, you know, he'll take, he'll, he'll ask me to take my headset off sometimes during a commercial. He'll be like, don't be offended no matter what our doers say. Come at me. Keep coming. It's a television show. You know, that's yeah. kind of what he'll what he'll do. So he knows that it's entertainment, but I mean, that's what you see is what you what's, get. What's the most direct conversation you've actually ever had with him? Has there ever been where you asked him a question and he just went, that sounds like a great idea. Do it this way. And it was over within 30 seconds. <laughs> He's thinking, no, I, don't, I don't think that's happened. No. no, cause usually, you know, he'll, he'll fold his arms and oh my gosh, sit back yes. and, He'll kind of think, you know, he kind of does this. Whole he does thing. a ponder. He does a genie <laughs> ponder. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of like a bobblehead. And he has a hundred thousand bobbleheads in his house, by the way. If you go really? to his house, he's got bobbleheads. Of himself? No, not of himself, of everybody oh, else. He's, oh, got a, he's got pictures all over, like the walls. Are, there's not one uh, dead space uh, in his house. It's all like pictures of him with other people and bobbleheads. He would argue that there's a lot of dead spaces in there. Grateful Dead probably <laughs> has prominent placement in every wall. But he 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 will ponder the question, and then there's an answer, and it's it's yes, it's usually not a direct answer. How much? I always watch Bill. uh, I always watch. How? how, Go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. Who's that? This person hasn't talked the entire time. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I just feel like I wanted to know what. I also want Scott to talk, but not right now. Maybe (laughs) on his own time, another day. Go ahead. I'll just go back to muting my Zoom. I I muted my Zoom almost the whole show. Top five answers are on the board. Survey says, so I was on the pterodactyl. (laughs) I was with Elvis. We were finding our way to Elton John's uh, grotto, and we knew how life would end because we'd been there already. As time bends around, we understand that it isn't linear. It's exactly the way my stories are going from one to the next. Take it over, Scott Long. Go. It all rolls into one. That's what he always (laughs) says. (laughs) 
one big doobie that controls my thought patterns. What did you have? No, there's it's some kind of cultural magic that could only happen in the Pac-10, correct? This could you could not have Bill Walton do what he does in the Southeastern Conference or the Big Ten because their fans would get, I think, they'd be like, what is this weird hippie doing to our basketball where I feel like you can do that more in the Pac-10? Am I wrong or Pac-12? Well, it is a Pac-12, yes. Uh, Sorry. I don't work for <laughs> Well, I mean, no, we've done uh, we've done NBA games uh, recently. Uh, we've done – we did a game at Kansas, a uh, uh, game at Texas. We, okay. We what was the NBA game. crossover game you guys did? Uh, so we did two of them. We did two years – two years ago, Doris, Bill, and I did a, a Warriors-Blazer game, and then three years ago, Bill, Dick Vitale, and I did a, a, a Cleveland uh, Cavalier game. Uh, uh, game w- uh, when LeBron was still there, so. But uh, I mean, it is it, it is amazing. Like Bill usually when we do a game outside the conference, like when we do a Kansas game, Bill Self will ask Bill to talk to the team because you know these coaches they they remember how good Bill was. I mean, that's do know. the players know Bill Walton still? Like, I, it's interesting because when we were growing up, we knew all the history of all the players. I I believe I don't know if that's the same. In, in these following generations, I've heard that it goes away a little bit, but I, I believe, I, you know, he's top 100 of all time. So, or what, what's he, he's made the top NBA list, top, right? Top the, 50 for NBA. And then, you know, obviously for college, he's considered, you know, maybe him or Jabbar as the, as the greatest of all time. But yeah, I see, I mean, he, he does, and he signs every autograph after the game that, that people ask him. I and mean, I see, you know, young kids to people that are older than Bill that ask him. So I, I think most people, first of all, they know he's interesting and eclectic uh, and unique. But I, I think most people know that he was a really good player. They may not remember him, but, you know, the, the coaches certainly do. They, they certainly remember uh, how good of a player he was. That's amazing. Well, and my last, my last question for you is this is, how different is it to prepare for a Bill Walton game than it is opposed to a a, a, a game with a different partner? Well, like yeah. well, I mean the Cardinal stuff. I mean, you're you know it's the same team, it's radio, it's a little different. But like you know, doing a college football game or an, an NBA game with uh, it, somebody other than Bill, it's yeah, it's much different because I just know when I'm doing a game with Bill, I'm not going to get most of it in. So why write it down? <laughs> Is it easier or harder? What's the What's the easier one to do? Uh, well, I, for me to ever say that that it's easier to do a game with Bill is probably uh, untrue. It's, right. it's but it's more challenging just because again, that's I mean, it, it, it there's no discussion like before, like hey, this is what we're doing. It's all spontaneous. No I mean, roadmap. He, won't, no he won't talk to me. No, he won't. I mean, Frank. I don't know. If Frank saw it because. Uh, I'm not sure, Frank, how much you were around us before the game, but he won't talk to me before the game. He I wants- saw him. I, I thought he just didn't like you. So uh, that could be it too. <laughs> that, could, <laughs> that could be it too. But he said, I, Ralph Lawler and I did Clipper games for 13 years and never said one thing to each other before the game. He 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 wants it to be completely spontaneous, so that uh, I have no idea what's coming, and that's. What, you end up what, what would what would you do if you were ready right up to game time and right before he turns to you and goes you know what you handle it this time <laughs> what do you no, do at that, do that. 
he he wouldn't do that. But he never says, "What are you going to ask me here?" Or, I mean, we don't even really because well, he has stock answers. Like it, he doesn't. He has a way. What's your name again? If you ask him something, he doesn't want to deal with. What's your name again? Hold. Throw it down, big man. He goes to something else. He doesn't. Right. You can't rattle him because he doesn't care. <laughs> That's a good point. Like just my first question when you had me come on the Zoom call here was, "Well, how do you feel you were portrayed in the Last Dance when you were complaining yeah. and whining about getting switched on Jordan and fouling out?" He didn't answer it until eventually he did, and he gave a five-word answer. Right. I fouled out. That's big deal. <laughs> so great. Wow. All right, Dave, this is the Dave Pash episode with a little bit of Bill Walton. Yeah. A newfound respect for you, Dave, and I've always thought you were great, but damn it, man, the things you put up with. Not, not only that, we got more info about Bill Walton from you than from him. Oh, oh yeah, I've got, I mean, I probably could write a, a pretty significant novel. Uh, <laughs> you know, speaking so of that, could I. There actually, there actually is two guys two deadheads have written out two books called the Bill Walton mysteries where, and it was not, we didn't approve it or anything. They didn't ask our approval. They just wrote these books and portrayed us that Bill and I, after calling games are out solving murders. Oh, perfect. Well, uh, hey, Dave, would you do it for one Scooby snack? <laughs> <laughs> would you do it for two Scooby snacks? <laughs> would you do it for three Scooby snacks and a triple decker salami ham sandwich? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at it. Wait, wait, what just happened? That's not a bad guy. It's old man Carruthers. <laughs> Those meddling kids. Those meddling. <laughs> that's not a ghost. That. The wiggle is so great. Yeah, you did. Wow. Before we go here, you, the one thing that you nailed better than John and I, who both do impressions of him yeah. um, from this country and Ireland as well. Yeah, but, I do the Irish version. Then. No one but Dave here. Yeah, did you answer that? Why do you think his is Irish? Because I don't hear Irish at all when John does it either. It just sounds because, Irish to you? Maybe it's the audio on this call. I don't know. It just came <laughs> off the doors like an Irish, Irish accent. Uh, yeah, you're good at those. You're really the. Um, I might, maybe I was going a little Irish and didn't even know it. The you one fixed thing, it, Dave. You fixed it. I appreciate that. Yeah. The thing that I do uh, that I was getting to before I got caught up in my own story, I'm Waltoning. Um, that you did catch on to that him leaning back and thinking. Oh, that's great. That is a, a great, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, he'll just, yeah. <laughs> it's almost who like cares, he's, it's almost like he's back, but you know how I know he's not? Because you weren't talking. Yeah. I'm sorry to do this to you, Dave, because I know it's just question after question we say is the last one, but has he ever gone, oh, who gives a shit? Or does he have an opinion about every single topic? Ah, good question. Um, no, I mean, there's times where he'll, but he never says it like that. I mean, he'll, he'll have a, again, he'll pause and ponder and wiggle, shake, and then open his mouth and then something eventually comes out. But, it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's never like that. It's just, he'll, he'll change the subject. He doesn't dismiss it. He just talks about something else. Yeah, see, right. He'll yes, he'll okay. segue it because, again, to him, it all rolls into one. Unbelievable. No, no, no topic is off limits because it, it finds a way to, to work back into uh, mm. something that has to do with uh, the dead or uh, solar. You know, he calls me coal. He, he calls me coal. He's solar and I'm coal. <laughs> You're the old way. Yes. <laughs> All right, Dave, thanks for coming and explaining what we just heard and saw. 
And now Thank I you. feel like I need to end the episode with Bill Walton uh, calling back to his leader. And explaining Dave. Bill calling Orson, come in Orson. Bill calling Orson, come in Orson. <laughs> Orson, today I learned a wonderful lesson. I learned that human beings believe they have a chance to talk when I'm around. <laughs> Goodbye, Orson. <laughs> Which reminds me of a funny story about Bakersfield. <laughs> Your own stories can't remind you of other stories. <laughs> That's not a thing. He has tangents on tangents. All right. Thanks, Dave. We're going to try and figure out what we just were a part of. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. See you, Holmberg. See you, guys. See you, man. Have a good one. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's pretty amazing. When you're on, I've never been that. I'm like, oh, my story makes me think of another story about me. You know what it was? Remember Troy McClure on The Simpsons? They yeah. came back from a commercial once, and he was eating with Selma, and he's laughing, and he goes, that was the greatest story I've ever heard. Now you tell one. <laughs> yes. That's the one. <laughs>